Today's episode of The Media Files is supported by Lift Period. Lift Period provides first-time menstruators with everything they need to prepare them for their first period. This is a new and exciting time in your child's life, and Lift Period is determined to give your child a better experience of starting their period than any of you had. No more embarrassing conversations or hiding tampons up their sleeve. Periods aren't weird or gross, and Lift Period is here to help them celebrate, not just tolerate. Buy a box today at liftperiod.com and use code MEDIAFILES5 to get $5 off. That's liftperiod.com. For me, it's 9 p.m. on March 29th, 2022, but for you, it's another episode of The Media Files, a podcast brought to you by RPGera.com. The Media Files is an all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. I am your host, Kyle, and with me in my ever-evolving second chair is... Lindsay. Lindsay, welcome back. First Mm -hmm. time in a while. We've had a lot of special guests on lately. You are the most special guest, but also the most frequent guest. Since you were on last time, I had Brian pull all the numbers of what guests I've had on the most amount of times. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how many times you've been on the show. It was you by a distance. I'm just convenient. <laughs> well, that's, we live together, so that helps. But uh, yeah, I've, I've also had a lot of co-hosts on the show. Lots of second chairs yeah. come and go. And some people, very few of them have only been on one time. A couple of them have. Uh, but most of them have been on two, three, four. And then in some cases, seven, eight, nine, ten times. And so we've had a really cool revolving second chair on the show. Also... I want to mention, we didn't mention it last week, rest in peace Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. What a huge bummer drummer for the Foo Fighters suddenly passed away at the age of 50 the other night while the Foo Fighters were on tour in South America. And such a huge bummer. You and I actually got to see the Foo Fighters live one time. Sure did. And that was... Life is Beautiful. At Life is Beautiful 2015, probably. 15. No, 2014. 14, yeah. Would have been 2014. And I think that that's probably the best concert I've ever been to was that Foo Fighters show. It was totally incredible. Taylor Taylor Hawkins was amazing on the drums, actually sang a song or two. He's a He was a wonderful vocalist. And so I was wearing a Foo Fighters shirt when I found out that Taylor Hawkins passed away. So rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. Big bummer. Never get to see the Foo Fighters with that lineup ever again. Bummed out by that, but that's okay. We are going to talk this week about the Oscars. Just goes to show that the blood you bleed is just the blood you owe. Was I stupid to love you? Was I reckless to help? Was it obvious to everybody i 
The 94th Academy Awards was held on March 27, 2022, with a return to the Dolby Theater in Los Angeles, California. Hosted by Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes, not a lot of surprise winners were announced, but a surprise event or two did unfortunately transpire, which we will talk about soon. But first, let's dive right into the awards of this show. I think that overall, um, with the exception of The Elephant in the Room, this was a pretty uneventful, normal as they come Oscar ceremony. And like I said, I don't think I had a ton of surprises with the awards that came out. I think most of the awards were awards that I expected. In fact, a friend of the show, listener of the show, Aaron reached out to me and she said her and her family were doing a, a fantasy league of awards for the Oscars and said I should join. I said no, but now I wish I would have because I think I would have got like a 95% success success rate. I, I would have killed it. I would have done great. Anyways, starting off right off the bat, best documentary, Summer of Soul from Questlove wins best documentary. I think this was probably expected it was either going to be this or flea which had a lot of uh, momentum behind it but was nominated in three very different categories it was nominated in documentary international film and animated film i watched flea i did not watch summer of soul did you no i didn't get to catch any of the documentaries no. summer of soul is streaming on disney plus however is um, it? it is and oh. you can watch it if you have a Disney Plus membership. I think it's also on Hulu, maybe. But at any rate, uh, it is available to watch. And I think that was the only category that you and I did not catch a lot of the awards for this year. However, all of the technical awards, best cinematography, best visual effects, best production design, best sound, best editing, best original score, all went to Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Uh, that was not a surprise. Not a surprise. Well-deserved, though. And I, I think it was super well-deserved. I think the only one that I would have had questions about was Best Cinematography. There were films in that category that had really, really good cinematography. Uh, for as not as huge of a fan I was uh, uh, of West Side Story, I think the cinematography in that movie was outstanding. I think they did a really good job of recreating the feel of, of the original film while still being very new and very beautiful. I think that Power of the Dog, a movie I was not super fond of, had really beautiful cinematography and the landscapes in that film were just so essential to the story. And I think The Tragedy of Macbeth also had a really, really great set. They, it was all in black and white and did just a phenomenal job of making that movie look harrowing but beautiful nevertheless i think that dune deserving winner there and i think if those are the only awards that dune won all night but i think well deserved for all of the technicalities that went into making that film completely it was really nice to see oh what's his name who uh, the main actor timothy chalamet oh it was so nice to see him get up on stage He's oh, so yeah. handsome. Well, he got up on stage a couple <laughs> times, but also not wearing a shirt, yes. wearing a black sequency suit. suit, but just the pants and jacket mm -hmm. and totally shirtless. Totally okay. You know, he you said something during he the- He pulled it off really well. You said something during the ceremony. You said, he looks like a party boy. He does. Which I, I never have like connected before. He definitely does, but I don't know that he is. Like, I don't know. I never hear any stories about him like being a- jerk out in public or no, anything i think that's just his style it just looks uh um it's not it's not party boy i tried to like i haven't thought of the word yet okay yeah but i i see what you mean though because i understand your meaning there at any rate congratulations to dune that was a movie that you liked i loved 
and Kaylee absolutely adored. Um, <laughs> but I, I've watched it a few times. I think that movie was absolutely stellar. Best original screenplay goes to Belfast. Best adapted screenplay goes to Coda. And I think I'm okay with both of those. This is actually Kenneth Branagh's first Oscar that he's ever won for the screenplay for Belfast. And you and I did watch Belfast. We watched it almost was, all the movies that were nominated good. for other it was things. Cute. It was it was fine. I actually yeah. really liked it. Um I think that this was probably a good category for Kenneth Branagh to win and for Belfast to win. The screenplay of this movie was really good. There's lots of good dialogue, lots of good set pieces. It just came off really well. And Coda, as we'll talk about, was the winner of a lot of other awards during the night. And I think that it absolutely deserved this one as well. And that it was deserved, such a good movie. Oh, it's a, such a good movie. It very much deserved the next award, Best Supporting Actor, for Troy Kotzer. He plays the father in CODA. And I thought, when I heard he got nominated, I thought immediately, boy, I hope it's him. I really, really hope Troy Kotzer wins this. I think the other people that the the other one that people were looking to win this award was Cody Smith McPhee in uh, Power of the Dog. That was the favorite for a long time up until the last few weeks coming into the award show. But Troy Kotzer has really won a lot of the the other industry awards coming up to this point. And boy, does he do a great job in this movie. I think he's a big part of why this movie has so much heart. And so much life. After that, we get Best Supporting Actress. And the winner of that is Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. Again, totally okay with this one. I was not surprised at all by this. Um, the rest, the rest of the runner-ups, the rest of the nominees in that field, all did a great job. But I think that Ariana DeBose was the one that stood out most in her movie in West Side Story. I actually think she was my favorite part of that movie. I thought the two leads she in that movie. She was the best part of that movie. By a, by a distance, I yes. think. And I think that the leads lacked a certain chemistry. Yeah. Uh, Ariana DeBose did not. She made the most of that supporting role and really elevated that role of, what was her character's name? Son of a gun. On, on the tip of my tongue and it leaves. But really elevates that character to a role that I think is so much higher um, than the original was. Anita. Anita, that's it. Yes, the role of Anita. I think she's perfect. And and like I said, elevated that role super well. Best international feature, Drive My Car. Uh, you I, watched that I one. I did watch that one. You did not. You courteously summarized it for I me. summarized it because it is a three-hour-long uh, d- uh, dialogue <laughs> really is what it is. It's a very long movie, but I do think it's a good movie, and I think it was a shoe in for this. Again, Flea was nominated in this category also, and I think that Drive My Car is probably the right choice for this. It's a great movie. It's a beautiful movie. It tells a really, really moving story, but I think that this was the right winner here. Best animated feature is a uh, fight that I had a dog in this time around and Encanto it's really not a surprise though I don't yeah and I don't want to say was I was surprised favorite if thing. I was the if I was in that fantasy league I would have chosen Kanto to be the winner here however personally I have talked about this on this podcast people stop listening that's fine Encanto was not my favorite animated film of last year and if I had to rank the animated features of last year that were nominated Encanto Luca Flea The Mitchells versus the Machines and Raya and the Last Dragon I put in Kanto in fourth. I think I think the five in order for me go Mitchells versus versus the Machines. I think that should have that was my winner. I think that should have been the winner. And I think it was overall my favorite film of last year, to be honest. 
And then Luca, a movie that I totally fell in love with, Raya and the Last Dragon, then Encanto, and then Flea. I liked Encanto. I'm not a hater of Encanto. It just was not the best animated movie of last year, but it had so much momentum with the Lin-Manuel Miranda soundtrack and everything else going into it. It was a huge, huge piece of, you know, uh, this this Disney canon that came out. Um, you'll recall when you and I, I think, recorded the Mitchells versus the Machines episode last year. I arbitrarily rated that episode, arbitrarily rated Mitchell's vs. the Machines as the Academy Award winner for Best Animated Feature. Really? That was Did the, you really? Yes, that was my arbitrary rating for that oh, movie. I and recall. I said, if it doesn't win, it was robbed. I stand by it now. I think it was the best animated movie of last year, but I think I'm a man on an island with that opinion. Everybody else seems to like Encanto more than I did and more than Mitchell's versus the Machines. If you've not watched Mitchell's versus the Machines, go watch it. Like I said, I think it was my favorite movie of last year. Moving on, best original song uh, was No Time to Die by Billie Eilish and Phineas from uh, James Bond 007 No Time to Die. Again, not super surprised surprised by no. this one. I think the only other one that stood a chance of winning was Dos Orguitas, um from Encanto. And by it not winning, Lin-Manuel Miranda would have gotten his EGOT here, Emmy, Emmy Grammy, Oscar Tony. Uh, and he didn't. So he is still... That's- Still hunting for that Oscar. I wouldn't have been surprised if that one won either. I wouldn't have either. Um, In fact, I kind of almost expected it to because of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. You know, as almost just a nod towards his career and the influence that he's had and everything that he's done. Uh, But it was not to be. You know what? I'm not upset that Billie Eilish won this. No. She also gave a really great performance of this during the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Sounded awesome. Her and Phineas on stage. What a great performance. Totally okay with this. And I do think that this is one of the better Bond songs we've ever heard, too. It's an awesome song. So good for Billie Eilish. Best Director goes to Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog. This is the only award that The Power of the Dog won all night long. And you know what? Like I said earlier... I am not a huge fan of The Power of the Dog. I thought that movie, that movie did not resonate with me. Um, I think like it did with a lot of other people. However, I think. You didn't even get the ending. I had to explain I it to you. I didn't even understand And I didn't even watch the movie. Well, and once you explained it to me, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was actually really upset. But however, that being said, I do not think one of the problems of this movie was the direction. I think that Jane Camp- Campion did a great job directing this movie. It is a beautiful movie to watch. It is moving and stirring in many different ways. The actors move with a lot of grace over that screen. There is a lot of fun to watch in this movie. Um, that being said, I just didn't enjoy it that much. Oh, it seemed pretty boring. It was pretty boring. I will say that. Great acting, though. And Jesse Plemons, one of my favorite actors in the world. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which that was not the role for Jesse Plemons to be nominated for an Oscar. But what are you going to do? Best Actress goes to Jessica Chastain. Again, I think this was probably an industry nod to Jessica Chastain more than it was a critical acclaim of her acting. She did great in the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, Not a great movie, a great performance, though. And you know what? She's done so many good movies you know Mm -hmm. she's in she's in she's in amy adams where she gets in a thousand good movies and never gets nominated or gets nominated a thousand times and never wins so she's done a thousand great things but i do think that this was kind of her the industry nod to her as good work i do want to say she was never nominated in the help i don't know if she was nominated or not yeah that was such a good movie but this was her win this was her first win and 
I do want to say, too, interestingly enough, the five nominees for Best Actress this year were none of them nominated for Best Picture. The Eyes of Tammy Faye, The Lost Daughter, Spencer being the Ricardos, and Madres Paralelas, all of them. Yeah. And I don't know that that's, I mean, I could go through the records, but it has not happened in recent memory for me. Um, None of those movies nominated for Best Picture. I do think that's very interesting. I think we probably could have had a couple other nominees in there, but that's all right. It went very well. Yeah, Best. Why didn't Licorice Pizza have anyone? Oh, man. I think Alana Haim did great in Licorice yeah. Pizza. We're, let's talk about that right now. Let's go to Best Picture because the big winner of the night won uh, a few awards, a few big awards like screenplay and Best Supporting Actor. Coda. And in oh, the weeks leading up in the weeks leading up to the Academy Awards, this kind of became the industry favorite. Prior to this, it was the power of the dog. Everybody assumed that power of the dog was going to win this award. I think had I been in that fantasy league, I would have still voted power of the dog. I think I think that in my head, everybody was still rooting for that one to win. I was rooting for Coda. This is the first time in a while that I'm really, really happy with the winner of Best Picture. I think that Coda absolutely deserved this. Coda is streaming on Apple TV Plus, And if you have a subscription to that, definitely watch Coda. And if you don't have a subscription to that, maybe look into subscribing for a month just so you can watch this really wonderful movie. Coda stands for Child of Deaf Adults. And she is the only hearing member member of her family and decides that she loves singing. And it's just this very, very interesting dynamic between her and her family. A really sweet coming of age story. And I think one of the things I liked most about it and liked most about this movie winning was that it did not feel like an Oscar-y movie. It didn't. It wasn't like a uh, checkmark list movie. Right. It, it felt like a coming of age story. It felt a lot sweeter and a lot nicer than other Oscar movies do. Mm -hmm. This did not try to unfairly make one sad or upset. I think that it was a really, really well done movie. A lot of the movies, I feel like it happens more often now, but they were available to watch. Yes. And we should say that this is the first time a streaming picture has ever won Best Picture. Like I said, Coda has been picked up by Apple TV Plus. It's exclusively streaming with them. And it's the first time that that has ever happened. So congratulations to Apple for that. Um, of the rest of the movies nominated for Best Picture, we Nightmare had, Alley did not deserve to be on that list. I think that Nightmare Alley, again, Guillermo del Toro makes a film. They put it on the Best Picture list, whether or not it deserves Whatever. it. Not a fan of Guillermo del Toro. Another, uh, I just lost 30 more listeners. Okay. 30 more people <laughs> will never listen again because I said I don't like Guillermo del Toro very much. Uh, don't Look Up, which was on Netflix, Adam McKay's satire about uh, environmental climate change. I loved it. A lot of other people hated it. There's no middle ground with this movie. You loved it or you hated it. I was on the loved it side. I thought it was hilarious and very well made. Dune by Denis Villeneuve, which we've already talked about. Drive My Car, Teruhisi Yamamoto, we've already talked about. Belfast, I liked it a lot. I thought it stood a small chance of winning Best Picture. Didn't make it there, though. Good movie. Licorice Pizza, we did just talk a little bit about. That was so entertaining. Another coming of age. Yes. And directed by Paul Thomas Anderson, who has a lot of Oscar movie chops. I really liked Licorice Pizza. I think I liked it more than just about anything else. I think we could have had a Best Supporting Actor nod to Bradley Cooper here. Yes, that was a fun surprise for his role in this movie. I laughed so hard (laughs) in multiple points of this movie, but especially with Bradley Cooper's parts as I think it's John Peters, uh, Barbara Streisand's boyfriend at the time. 
I laughed so hard with Bradley Cooper. Um, I think that overall Licorice Pizza was probably my second favorite movie on this list behind Coda. Power of the Dog, I was not a fan. Still a very important movie. Uh, West Side Story and King Richard being the last two movies on that list. Speaking of King Richard, the one category we have not talked about. And let's go ahead and get into that now. Best Actor winner is Will Smith for King Richard. Now, earlier in the night, Chris Rock is on stage as he's about to announce the winner for Best Documentary, which is going about to go to Summer of Soul right. by Questlove. And he makes a joke in the audience towards Jada Pinkett Smith. The joke is something about her starring in a potential G.I. Jane 2, obviously a poke at Jada Pinkett Smith not having hair. Now, Jada Pinkett Smith has been afflicted with alopecia, and has been somewhat vocal about this over the course of the past year or two. Chris Rock has claimed since that he did not know that. Nevertheless, he did make a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith not having hair. What I, I, was it? If he says he doesn't know, then it was just about her, not about the hair. But I think, I mean, G.I. Jane being a movie about Demi Moore when she shaves her hair, shaves her head. Oh, bald. is it? Yes. Oh. So that's that's kind of the, the joke there, I think, that he was going for. Okay. And J.D. Pinkett Smith is bald. So Will Smith proceeds to get up on stage and strike Chris Rock across the face with a slap. Um, Chris Rock starts to kind of laugh it off until Will Smith begins to scream at Chris Rock from his seat to keep my wife's name out of your bleeping mouth. Um, there have been a lot of opinions, opinions and uh, takes on this event. And I think it's number one, I want to say, and, and I could get into this forever, um, but it is the elephant in the room with the Oscars this year. Everybody knows about it. If you don't know about it, I don't know how you don't. But all that being said, um, I think it's number one, very unfortunate that this happened at all. I really do feel bad for Questlove, um, who won the award directly after that, and nobody cared. Um, the remainder of the show was overshadowed by this awful event that it's happened on awkward. stage. Awkward. Very awkward. Very weird. Uh, so, and so unprofessional. Very unprofessional. Um, now we could talk a lot about the nuance of this entire situation. Was the joke good? No, it wasn't even a good joke. Was it offensive? That's subjective. They seemed to think so. So they did take offensive to it. Um, and and I think where I find myself most confronted emotionally by this entire thing was that someone struck somebody else live on television, was allowed to return to his seat, then was given a standing ovation for winning an award, and then did not apologize to that person when given a platform to speak in front of the world. I just don't understand. This is the 94th show you've had and you don't know how to handle that situation. And I'm not I'm not sure that this has ever happened before. I'll well, be honest. Even but if there is a conflict, it should be handled Something should quickly. be handled. There should be a commercial break. There should be something. Well, and I don't and some of it was cut from the live telecast. You can see the uncut versions online. Right. Um I, you know, I think that 99.5% of other human beings, 99.9% of other human beings stand up on stage and strike the presenter live, get removed from the building immediately. By and security. I, totally. 100%. And I think that's the right call, too. Yes. 
I am of the opinion, and after thinking about this for some time, I'm of the opinion that violence is not the answer. No. Violence isn't, should not be, and is never the answer. It's what we teach our children. Yes. And it's what I plan to live by as well. Were you and I sitting in the audience and someone made an off-color joke about you, I would probably find some offense to that. Yeah. I would not find myself given the right to strike that person. To physically assault someone. I would defend you, but yes. not physically. And yeah. I don't think that's right unless it was self-defense and you were being attacked. Right. I mean, I mean, there are I'm, I'm not saying never physically defend somebody, but not to a joke from a comedian on stage. I do think that there's a line that's crossed there. If that joke is offensive or morally wrong, what it is not is legally wrong. And I think what Will Smith did was both morally and legally wrong, set a really bad example and a really bad precedence for an industry that has had so much abuse and they let it slide. Now, now the Academy is talking about putting a review into it. There's been a, a whole ordeal about he's violated the code of conduct. It is a really messy situation that he's gotten himself into. And I'm really bummed out that it happened. Me I'll be too. honest. The memes are there. You can laugh about it on Instagram. But overall, this is a messy, messy thing that never, ever should have happened. We do want to know what you think about the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation. We want to know what you think about the winners of the Oscars. Uh, Lindsay, before we go, how do you arbitrarily rate the Oscars this year? I would give it a silver statue. A silver statue. A silver Oscar, yes. Not the not the little gold guy. No. <laughs> I would I would rate it as as a slap across the face of Oscar. <laughs> what? Uh, Maybe. Like I said, I think I think it just put that that sour note on the rest of the presentation. It, I think it overshadowed the, the entire, entire ceremony. Show. Yes. And you know what? The Oscars aren't as important as they used to be, and that's fine. I still like watching those movies. I still like knowing who wins. And this was a big bummer that happened. Like I said, I want to know what you guys think about it. I know opinions differ. Please, please reach out to me if you have an opinion on this. And and I'm not going to argue with your opinion. I'll be happy to talk with you about it. I know that there are a lot of opinions on this. You have heard mine. Reach out to me with yours. But that's all the time we've got. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end of this episode of The Media Files. And thank you again, Lindsay, for being here this week. As always. The Media Files is provided by RPGera.com. Technical assistance is provided by Brian. And the producers are Jexak and Zanku. I'm on Instagram at Brewstop. That's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H. Or at the RPG Era Discord with the link in the show description. Reach out to us with what you're looking forward to. And until next time, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. <laughs>